2: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts Is Dallas Cowboys cornerback Kelvin Joseph finally turning the corner all that and more this episode of locked on Cowboys podcast
3: you are locked on Cowboys your Uh, daily Dallas Cowboys uh. podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast lock, Network. Your on, team every lock, day.
0: Locked lock, on. Locked lock, lock, on Locked On, Cowboys. Lock, on Cowboys.
2: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are continuing our review of the Cowboys' Week 2 preseason loss to the Seattle Seahawks. And I want to talk about Calvin Joseph. We did not get to talk about him at all tomorrow. Yeah, I thought he was really good in Week One of the preseason. I thought he was even better in this game. What were your thoughts after watching the tape?
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think you go in, you see uh, him making plays, uh, you know, forcing two incompletions—one from the slot and one from the uh, outside. Uh, he's, you know, I, I think that when we heard that he was going to be playing more uh, nickel. Uh, I think there were some things that kind of really lined up with that, right? Like his level of physicality that he plays with. He's not afraid to to, to throw himself around or be physical, uh, you know, near the line of scrimmage, which is something you're going to have to be able to do. Uh, you know, he, he just – you saw a guy that – and not only that, right? But, like, he he has that level of fluid athleticism that is kind of required to play in the slot. But but the problem has been seeing him kind of put it all together and look comfortable and and just – you know and I, I, really too i think a lot of what the problem has been is that he has the athleticism to play outside and to play some press corner mm-hmm. but there's just so many times when it feels like he gets turned up or he makes a mistake and then he's scrambling right and he has you know like i said the kind of athleticism that you can scramble and still kind of keep up with them but it's it's not conducive to making plays now you put him in the slot he looks more comfortable than he he has in a long time Part of that, I think, is just experience catching up to him. But part of it, I think, is that this is a good fit for him. And and beyond the fact that what you've seen, you know, production-wise from him uh, in these preseason games, I, I, I it, it's small things too. Like you watch him on the tape, and he's the guy that's communicating the most. Like you know, he's the guy that. Uh, that is showing up in these uh, 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 you know, pre-snap uh, set situations, getting people lined up, making sure that everyone's where they're supposed to be. Like That's the kind of communication you need, specifically from the nickel corner, because he's the guy who's got to be able to relay everything out outside to the corners and make sure the inside corners, are, uh, the safeties are hearing it as well. So mm-hmm. the fact that we're getting KJ like making plays on the ball, doing the positive things that we kind of haven't seen him doing so much up until this point. And then on top of that, you know, just looking more comfortable in the sense that he understands what the calls are well enough to adjust other people to, to relay the calls. Like those are all positive signs of development for a guy that has been slow to develop into a defensive player uh, while really becoming a a fantastic special team. A
2: couple things uh, really quickly. So he's only been targeted six times in the preseason. So I don't want to overreact too much, but On the six targets, one catch allowed for 13 yards. That's it. I mean, he's been rock solid. I love how he plays as a run defender. Like, that's the one thing we knew even from last year. Like, he has no problem sticking his nose in the run game and making tackles. And you have to be a good tackler when you play in the slot. All right, a couple questions for you. Number one, do you think he's a lock to make the 53-man roster at this point?
0: I don't know if he's quite a lock, you know? I mean, I think that it's, there's still a lot of uncertainty there. There's some young guys that they're interested in it. The Jordan Lewis question still hangs very heavily. It just feels um, like the longer that
2: we wait on the Jordan Lewis news feels like the Capitals are going to try to stash him on PUP I, for six weeks. I mean,
0: I, I hope that's what they do. It just makes the most roster sense. I love Jordan Lewis. I want him to come back and, and be a part of the team, but I think the best way to make sure that you do that and also get an extra roster spot is to put him on pup. And and I think that that's the best for Jordan Lewis too, just to kind you of to rush not him rush it back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and and, and I mean Jordan
2: have- Lewis, you're going to need him down the stretch. Yeah. And if you put him on pup, it almost guarantees that you don't have to have him playing until like Halloween or yeah. so, right? Because they have a week. I think they have a week six by. He has yeah. he would have to miss six games. So yeah, you're talking about like. So starting him ramping back up in November, I would feel pretty confident confident
0: at that point that he'd be at 100 percent ready to go. Yeah, that's what I couldn't remember is 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 in season pup four or six games? I thought it was four still. Or I think it, it's I, six we, games. We, we may need to check that, but yeah, it's it, if, either way. I think it's that amount of time would be would be positive. Oh, maybe they,
2: sure. maybe they did move it down to four games. I, I think
0: it's I think the in season pup is now four games. Okay. I think the, the 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 minimum for IR but, now is six. But, but, but either even, way.
2: Even let's say it's four games, right? You yeah. have a, I think, a week five or week six spot. You probably just hold him out through the bye to give him a little probably. bit more practice. And it's the same thing. Like Halloween is the target date for him to to play.
0: Yep, yeah, and and, and I think you know you, you feel hopefully you feel confident enough that Jordan uh, that, that KJ has like improved enough that he's not going to get you killed in those weeks, right? And and again to the fact that he's not. We're not talking about the starter here. We're talking about the backup nickel spot, right? Well, so that's that the was other part of it. that was my next question. Is yeah. Do
2: you think it's more likely that Calvin Joseph isn't on the fifty-three man roster, or that he's, or that he's your Week One starting slot corner?
0: I mean, well, I mean, injury aside, right? Like, yeah, I mean, him. all, all yeah. the guys
2: that are healthy now, like, does he play in the slot over Deron Bland, and basically no. Bland's just your third outside
0: corner? No, I can't. I can't see that. I mean, I, he, I, I think, I think KJ's made great steps, and I'm proud of where he is, but. I don't think he's quite to the spot where I'm taking Deron Bland off the field for the way that KJ is playing. I wouldn't be opposed to it, to be honest, because then mm. just dress
2: four corners every week, um, and you can keep more safeties, right? Because if if you're having Joseph be basically your nickel, Bland who can play in the you know play in the slot and play on the outside, I'm not opposed. To I I really liked what I saw from Calvin Joseph in the two preseason games. I was really yeah. encouraged.
0: It's a lot. I mean, it's it's improvement, but I I still feel like there's another step that we need to stay and see before we we give him the starter job. I think
2: Uh, we should also mention just really quickly, some of the other cornerbacks, because I thought Eric Scott played better than he did in week one. He's still a long ways away, but what did you see from Scott?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there was, he had two big catches on him. One of which that Lockett one on the sideline, which, which should have been an incompletion. I really think they should have challenged that. I mean, that's why they probably didn't. And then the other one was on, Jackson Smith and Jigbone, which you know they had like four seconds to throw the ball, yeah. and I, I don't know there's very many corners in the NFL that can cover him for four seconds or whatever it was. So, uh, but outside of that, I thought he made several other big plays. Uh, he had a a a, a, a pass deflection. Uh, it was at the point of attack on several different balls. You know, I, I think you know it's kind of in the opposite of what we've seen from uh, Kelvin Joseph. One area that we really need to see him improve is. Is is as a run defender, is as kind of as a the long ways player. away. He just needs to like understand where his fit is in the run defense yeah. better, you know. And sometimes and, and I understand the corners, you know, it's like you're focused on what's happening in the past game, that's where you make your money, but ultimately you gotta when you figured out that it's a run play, you have to get to your fit. Uh, Especially as the corner, because if you don't, they get the then the the running back gets to the corner and they're up the sideline before you even know it. So you really need to have that ability to force the guy back inside to funnel him into your linebackers and safeties who are arriving in pursuit. Uh, Yeah, I, I think Scott has. I mean, I definitely see it. Like I definitely see what they see, and like you know, he's got the athleticism, he's got the length. It looks right when he's doing it right there's a lot of assignment stuff that he needs to clean up. And I think that that's what has been a lot of the issue so far in training camp is that he looks like a raw ball of clay. And then when you put him out there in a system, he doesn't always look like he knows what he's doing. So um, I'm in on him, but I I do think he's not quite ready for
2: To me, he's just somebody that is like the most ideal candidate to be on a practice squad, be around the team. But I just, I don't think he's ready to play like big time snaps. And I definitely don't think he's somebody that you want to have like active on game day yet. My guess is that you could probably sneak him to the practice squad because he was a late day three pick. Um, But you just never know. And with the Cowboys trading up to go get him, maybe they want to protect their investment a little bit. They're willing to stash him at the bottom of the roster. But he's just not ready. Like he needs a full year to rework his body, work on the run fits and that stuff before he can really even get in the conversation about being cornerback four or something like that.
0: And and it brings up a really interesting conversation that we haven't truly expounded on too much is that how much is the change in cutdowns going to affect uh, the – how do I phrase this? The way in which teams are poaching other teams' players, right? Like is this going – is the fact that we're all cutting down on one day to 53 – mean that there's more likely that your players are getting taken by another guy or less likely? I think less likely. I tend to think less likely as well, simply because there's just so many more players, right? And it's harder, it's harder to kind of. It's only a day. You get a day to watch, you know, you
2: see a guy's cut, you get one day to watch all these players. I, I just I feel like in somebody
0: the case like Eric Scott, it's pretty unlikely that. yeah Oh, yeah, played. Scott, for sure. Yeah, Scott, for sure. But someone like John Stevens Jr. to me Absolutely. is interesting, right? Like because he's a athletic player. You've seen a little bit more of him than you saw in college.
2: At, at the same time, there's like this unwritten rule in the NFL. Of like if
0: you wave injure a guy, like don't claim him them back yeah. on your ir that's just kind of the well, way that it is. teams yeah scenarios. we hope that teams will continue to follow that because yeah. it feels like there has been a little a rash of people violating that yeah. rule uh, let's talk about the defensive line depth because
2: i think we saw that on full display on saturday we will get to that next this episode is brought to you by game time game time is the absolute best way to buy tickets to your favorite events and it shouldn't be stressful to buy tickets Game time is so fast and easy to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the fun that you'll have. I know that I've already downloaded the app, started looking at that Buffalo-Dallas game later in the year. Just kind of monitoring, see what the weather is, maybe Mm -hmm. get a little bit closer to that one. We'll see. I know I got to make it out to a Cowboy game this year. It's just the first one ever. Uh, Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy shows, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets now without distress with game time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the
1: novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is, until I found... Free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homeshef.com slash locked on for eighteen free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be
2: an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Every day we'll be back over the next couple of days to continue breaking down some of the, the preseason action. We don't have as much practice stuff going on now that the Cowboys are back in Oxnard, but We'll have news. We'll get you ready for Saturday when the Cowboys take on my Raiders. I don't know if I can really mm. call them my Raiders, but thank <laughs> goodness for the scheduling gods to yes. give us Raiders Cowboys. So I have to one, watch one less preseason game. Lane, I want to talk about the defensive line depth. Um, mm. We saw Osa Digizuwa play really well in this game. Mozzie Smith, not so much. But who else stood out to you on the defensive line?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think one of the things I wanted to kind of mention when we, you know, had the conversation about Mazi yesterday is that part of the reason that I am uh, less concerned about the position overall is that you know while we've all been focused on Mazi, it sure feels like the other defensive tackles on this roster have all stepped up their game. Um, o- Osa being obviously the one at the top of this list, he's, he's ready, ready to take yeah. a, a big step, and I- I'm excited to see exactly what's about to happen with him uh, this season. But beyond that, too, I think that we are seeing uh, Golston take a step. He had a really, really good game on, on, on Saturday uh, on only like 18 snaps. I think the area where I've seen Golston improve the most is you're seeing him split double teams now. You're yeah. seeing him take on uh, players in the run game. You know, he was – kind of a pass-rushing three technique that, you know, you hoped was not exposed too much when on the field, uh, when, the, when the when the run game kind of showed up. Now he's showing himself out as maybe a guy that can, you know, handle both sides of the ball equally, both sides of, of the game equally, and then, you know, obviously provide some pass-rush stuff on top of that. I, I mean, look, I'm not going to fall for this again. I'm just going to report this again that I think that Gallimore has had his best camp. Uh, I mean, again, we've seen this from him before. We've, you know, I'm not going to try to fall for the banana the tailpipe again with yeah. this guy, but I, I, you know, again, I'm just reporting what I've seen. He looks better. He looks more violent, more purposeful, um, especially as a pass rusher. Uh, and then I think one thing, one that I feel like pretty positive about is Quentin Bohana. And I think that he's really had a, a camp where, He's shown more consistency as a run defender. He's shown you a little bit uh, with a swim move, be able to get uh, behind the line of scrimmage and disrupt a little bit. That's all been very positive. And then finally, we finally got to see uh, uh, Fuhoku, uh on Saturday, which we mm-hmm. hadn't seen very much of him in the preseason. We hadn't we haven't seen any of him in the preseason. We haven't seen very much of him in training camp. And what did he do? He just went in and and had like I think two pressures, if I'm not mistaken, and and like uh, or two hurries and 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 you know on like something like. 15 snaps or something like that. So, um, or I'm sorry, he, yeah, 15 password snaps. So he, you know, I think that, I think that he's shown you something and he looks to be playing mostly defensive tackle. Um, so I guess I just kind of wanted to throw out there that I felt like the defensive tackles as a whole have been playing really well, have been playing well lately. Um, and the, the reason that the, the, the Cowboys defensive tackle room, this season is not going to be what it was last season. It's not just because you have Mozzie. It's not just because you have Jonathan Hankins for the full season, hopefully. These guys beneath, beneath them have started to play a little bit better, and then you add in a guy like Fahoku. Maybe you've raised the floor on the defensive tackle room in ways that you didn't really expect.
2: Which makes me wonder, like, how secure do you think Jonathan Hankins' job is? Like, Do you think there's a chance that they just they cut Hankins uh, before week one and then they pick him up after week one and kind of pay him, at, you know, by week if they need him? Or do you think he's still clearly above Bohana, uh, Gallimore, and some of those other names? Hmm. Because yeah, if you I, already have – if you have Bohana – or Bohana, excuse me, and you have Mazi, do you really have room to have
0: a third big nose tackle on your team? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing there is that, you know – could you convince hankins to do something like this because if 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 you can like if you can convince hankins hey we like you we'd like to kind of put you through this roster mechanism we're going to resign you on the other side of things maybe you could i think the downside there is that you know hankins would lose i i think you'd have to guarantee his contract you know what i'm saying because like I, and i think that that's the roster mechanism you lose by signing him on the other side of the of the uh of the beginning of the first season. Cause yeah. if you sign him before the season, his, his contract yeah. is guaranteed. Right. Well, I just
2: wondered how, how big of a gap do you see between Bohana and Hankins, at least from what we saw last year. Cause I Hankins hasn't played the preseason yet. Like, uh, is it yeah. massive?
0: I, I think I still want Hankins. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's that's I, I feel, kind of the point. Yes. If that's the answer. Yes. I, I think we should still find a way to find, to, to have Hankins, especially at least early on while we're still seeing what's going on. Um, the question is, could we potentially find an interesting way of kind of maneuvering him onto the roster without losing somebody? The the
2: thing I just keep coming back to is I just don't know if you can carry three 340 pound plus defensive tackles on the roster all at the same time.
0: I, but I'll tell you this, Marcus, I've seen multiple times when all three of them have been on the field at the same time. So they, I think they clearly have plans to try to play all three of these guys at once. So I I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they do have either. plans. And, and, and again, maybe that uh, points to why you see guys like Mozzie. I mean, Mozzie took I – think, I think he had 30 snaps on Saturday. He took 25 of them uh, from like a two-eye or three technique, which seems a little odd, right? Yeah. So maybe that's why they're trying to move these guys around is is because they don't want this to be a situation where there are three nose tackles only. They, they want to move these guys around a little bit.
2: Uh, last thing on the defensive line before we move on, Sam Williams is yeah. ready. I mean, yeah. so he had a good matchup in this game going up against Charles Charles Cross, which uh, the last time they went up against each other, it was a good matchup for Sam it Williams. Uh, yeah. He he ran over Charles Cross in one yeah. play and got the sack. Uh, now, he did have a bad personal foul penalty where he just needs to stay off the ground and stop going low with the quarterbacks. But to have that guy as your third or fourth defensive end is absolutely ridiculous
0: yeah i mean that's the crazy thing right is that fowler's had a really great camp we haven't even seen we haven't even seen dorance armstrong like he hasn't even been on this field so so like the fact that sam williams is out here balling out like clearly the best player on the field uh despite playing against their ones yeah uh, i mean i think that's that that shows you where sam williams is and he's yeah i mean again we should be including his name in the uh, uh, Tolbert, Uh, uh you know, uh, guys that are going to break out list because yeah. he's, I mean, he's shown nothing uh, but positive signs in training camp that he's going to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's had an unbelievable preseason. I mean, to me, honestly, there was times where he just looked like the best player in the field. Like his yeah. athleticism is so good. And he, he's just such a special athlete. There was a play, Seattle was down in their own goal line or their own end zone. And he just bullied Charles Cross and made Geno Smith had to get outside the pocket. Like, I I don't know what the sack numbers are going to be. I don't really really care about the sack numbers because those can be a little fluky. But like, this is somebody who's going to play a lot of
0: snaps for the Cowboys this year, and I think he's going to be
2: really impactful.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty clear too that this is this is the Demarcus Lawrence replacement. Whenever Lawrence decides yes. to hangs up the hangs yes. up the hats, he's he's clearly ready to that play that kind of role. He's yeah. powerful, explosive. He's, he's got the juice for sure. All right.
2: Let's talk about some of the young offensive linemen on this team. We didn't get to them yesterday. I want to talk about Austin Richards, Josh Ball, uh, TJ Bass, all those guys next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with lockdown Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long, whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's an old friend. It's Calvin Ridley. Are you looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense and also help you speed to the victory? Then use a luxury pick on Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Ridley has looked so fast during training camp with Jacksonville and is ready to rev up again this time after being in Atlanta, taking full advantage of riding with rising quarterback Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a monster year. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle, right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, uh, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth. Switch gears, crank that AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com, and let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, Layden. Let's talk about some of our uh, some of our guys on the offensive line that we're excited to see. I, I just want to mention TJ Bass. It's not a lot of pressure yet. Just getting that <laughs> out there before we even talk about some of these other guys. But uh, what other player uh, on
0: this offensive line has you intrigued? You, you don't want to talk about Hoffman up front, is that is I that? Do, I do not, never <laughs> again. Uh, yeah. I mean, look. I I think I think uh as a whole that I thought that the first offensive line played pretty well. Um, uh, you know. Hoffman being the exception yeah. uh you know I just wanted to bring this up you had tweeted out that the cowboys uh you know really looked like they they were missing a left guard and and I felt like the problem was that all the good guards are playing right guard, right so uh well it, and, one of them's playing left tackle, yeah, one of them will say left tackle that's right, so yeah let's talk about let's talk about bass I mean he clearly is a guy that they're calling a gamer, it makes some sense right I mean he he has had up and down practices he's kind of been running with the threes like for the most part um, and just hasn't you know really kind of shown a ton I mean he's, he hasn't been terrible but he he hasn't necessarily moved the needle a lot um, you get him into the game last week and he played pretty well you get him into the game this last week and he played very well uh, so I think you're seeing that you've got something in him and he can move he's, he's physically strong he's moving bodies in a way that you hadn't really seen some of these other guards backup guards do uh, so I, I think you, you see a skill set there that may be a little bit unique in the backup situation. Um, I think he's – question- by the way, I just think he's a guy that probably – again, I'm going to keep saying this. needs a year on the practice squad, Maybe. and then next
2: year when you move on from at Farniak or Josh Ball, like he's ready to take that spot. I I, I don't know if he's ready to be like a backup guard right now, yeah. but yeah. I've liked what I've seen from him in training camp that I'm at least intrigued long term.
0: Yeah, and maybe maybe you know if there's an injury late in the season or something he's developed enough up. that you could you could bring him up or something, right? Um so I I think he played really well, but I mean honestly, we have to I mean, we've talked about TJ Bass, we have to mention Josh Ball. I, I I I don't love the player. I think we all understand how we feel about the guy personally and what happens off the field, yeah. but on the field he has improved quite a quite a bit and frankly, I I would make the argument that his performance on Saturday was probably the best singular performance by a backup offensive lineman on this team so far this preseason, right? Like I thought when they
2: moved him to guard, it was like a death knell for his career. Like, hey, you can't make it at tackle, but we don't really believe you're a guard, but we're going to try it anyways. And it seems like it might have had the opposite effect. It might have saved his career.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think, you know, you hear these guys talk about ball and they talk about how impressive it is that such a tall guy can get so low. And that is a very impressive aspect of his game where I feel like he has struggled so far is, you know, trusting his power. He gets off balance because he reaches too far. He can't stay on blocks. And that's all seemingly went away on Saturday when he was playing. You saw a guy who was playing with good balance. He was striking guys. He was moving people off the ball. They were running behind him, and he was able to create space for the running backs. Uh, he was great in pass protection. He was able to kind of stay in front of his uh, pass rusher and, and, and move around with balance. He stayed off the ground. I mean, that's really – I mean, honestly, like that's the thing you hear – all the offensive linemen gurus talking, and, it, and, it, and I think it does apply. You don't want, I mean, really the only g- guy who used to be on the ground a lot that ended up any good was Travis Frederick. And, and <laughs> you know, and, and, and it just doesn't happen. Guys who are on the ground a lot, uh, they just, they, it's a balancing, right? It's a balancing. It's a penalty balance, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, you know, and, and like Hoffman showed you sometimes when you fall down and you're blocking somebody, you're grabbing someone. So it shows, exposes you as holding. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I feel like he just being able to kind of stay on his feet a lot better play on his uh, with balance, but is, is just unlocking a lot of the strength issues that he had uh, and some of the technique stuff. And and you just saw a guy that looked more confident at what he was being asked to do than he had previously uh, throughout the training camps. And I'll I'll talk about the
2: tackles really quickly. Matt, well, struggled and I know he got hurt early in this game and then he tried to play through it. He just didn't have a very good game. And I, Boy, Mafi is just a bad matchup for him because Mafi is so powerful and so strong. Right? He's a bad man. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Austin Richards. I don't think he played quite as well this week as he did last week, mm-hmm. but he was going up against, um, you know, a starting caliber defensive line. I, I, I just don't see him as a. I see him as somebody who could maybe fill in as a left tackle in a pinch, but I think he's still really a guard in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, you know, the, the thought process uh, for me, at least, and I'm thinking hopefully for them, too, is that they're trying to just get him ready to be a left side player. Right. Must, so yeah. that you know, if, if hopefully you get him to a spot, either a guard well enough that he that you feel comfortable with him stepping into guard while Tyler Smith steps out to tackle. I think eventually they would like it so they could get him well enough that they could just dip him into tackle. You know, like yeah. if if Tyron Smith goes down, that he you feel comfortable enough that game, can, and then you switch Tyler Smith maybe the following week, yeah, something like that. So, uh, you know, I, I still feel like, especially after this week, and and maybe we should kind of trans as we finish up, we should transition to the last part, which is how does this all fit together? I think there's still a lot of questions, right? Yeah. With you have Bass, you have Ball that are playing well, but all you've seen them play is right tackle, right guard, really. I mean, you've seen Bass, I think, play a little bit of left guard. But we all we've seen ball play at all is right guard. So we don't even know if he can go back out and play as well as he did at tackle, which, you know, that's where he originally came from. But still, I think that there's still a missing piece in here. And 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 I think Farniak is the answer right now because he's the center guard swing guy. But Farniak hasn't necessarily been inspiring with this play. I mean, I think he's definitely been okay but i would describe his game on saturdays yeah. very up and down
2: you know? and maybe the plan is just to have ball be a right side player right like obviously maybe. he experienced playing right tackle he did that last year but the idea is hey we want you to be our backup right guard but if you we need you to get through a game at right tackle and you can do that as well
0: right now i mean if we had to put a, a, na- a name on it right if we were picking the four backup offensive linemen, right, I think we would both agree that it would be well, let's go Richards, Ball, and, uh, and Bass, right? I mean, or, or I guess you had oh, Farniak. I probably there would too. put Farniak ahead of Bass. Yeah, I guess so. Because you have to, honestly, because it's yeah. the swing thing, right? You need a center the game. thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we'll see. We yep. still have
0: one more preseason game to get this all sorted out.
2: I've got a feeling those guys are going to play a lot of snaps against the Raiders on Saturday. Yeah. We will make sure to break it all down on Monday. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. every dayers again, we'll be back tomorrow to continue to break down some preseason notes, uh, some things to look forward to going into the weekend. So be sure to tune in for that. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Go check out our show on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you right back
3: here tomorrow.